Hello, welcome to the Ride Life Podcast, a podcast dedicated to fitness and health for women mountain bikers, focusing in on the rider who wants to keep their body healthy, ride for fun, and feel stronger on their bike. I'm Liz, the host of this podcast. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, and I'm a level one mountain biking skills instructor. Before we get into today's episode, if you haven't checked out the Ride Life team, our monthly membership, you should. It's a fitness program helping you to empower your body, focusing on workouts for your level of strength, specifically for mountain biking ladies. Ladies that have just started these workouts are showing gains in just a couple weeks in bike balance and confidence on the trail. Check out the link through the episode notes below. Hope you enjoy the podcast. All right, ladies, let's talk about rate of perceived exertion. What what is it? Why is it so useful? And how best to look at it? So as we think about our rate of perceived exertion, basically it's a scale from zero to 10. It used to be a scale from 13 and up, and it's been used in the physical therapy world for a while. It's a good way of looking at kind of a fitness output or a stress output as in regards to how hard or difficult something is. And it's a way that we can look at people if they have either lung issues or basically they're just really deconditioned to not overtrain, to make sure that we are balancing our our prescription of exercises for their system. And so the same thing goes for you if you're looking at training for mountain biking, if you're looking at getting better, getting fitter on the mountain bike. One of the things that it goes through is zero is like super, super easy. 10 is like really maximal hard effort sprint. You are working it. It is is making you go. Like you can hardly stay there for like 10, 15 seconds. You know it is hard. And so there's that range in between as we go from zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, all the way up to 10. And this is a way that we can look at what's our body telling us about what's happening? What's our body telling us about what we're doing? Are we overtraining? Are we undertraining? Are we putting enough out there so we can understand what's happening? Because we may do the same ride or the same training session one day comparatively to the same one the next week, and we may feel completely different. It's a way that we can vary and look at the stress in our life, whether we've had enough to eat. How is the weather outside? Have we drank enough that day or days leading up to that workout? Have we done a really hard strength workout two days or a day before that ride? Because our fatigue level is going to be a lot higher. We're going to think things are a lot harder. That climb that was like a breeze two weeks ago, if we put a strength workout two days ahead of it, we're going to be like, whew, man, this is, this is hard. And also it can look at some of our willpower. How motivated are we? How's our mental game through this? Because sometimes whenever we're overtraining, our mental game gets, gets taxed as well. And so we look at this rate of perceived exertion of how hard we're working. What would we gauge it as? Either in that exact moment, that second, or as an overall. How hard was that ride thinking about it at the end? How hard was that workout thinking about it at the end? And so 
using this rate of perceived exertion can help you understand what what effort you're doing, what it's how it's affecting your body, making sure that you're not just looking at what's going on around you and the different metrics of our heart rate or your power meter or whether you made it up that hill or not. You know? Like we want to make sure that we are listening to our body and that we're doing things right for it. As we're coming back from injuries, the same thing. How hard is it? As I'm going to be coming back from having this baby, what's my body telling me? Is it saying that, girl, you need some more sleep? Or you are stressed out right now? Or is it saying, like, go get it? Get after it. Make sure that you are you're feeling good and you are making it and you are matching those rate of perceived exertions with your heart rate zones. You know? Or am I saying like, I'm cold outside and my heart rate is going sky high and I'm just having a lot harder time transferring that oxygen from outside to my bloodstream? You know? With somebody who has some exercise-induced asthma, cold weather can, can affect it sometimes or pollen can affect it. Hot weather, other things can affect it if I'm a little bit deconditioned, you know? And so looking at some of these different ways as to monitor your body using your rate of perceived exertion is key. Super important because it gives you another inkling, it gives you another data point into what's happening into your body, what's happening in your system, and to be able to support it the best way possible. I urge you to look at, if you're on the Ride Life team, I use the rate of perceived exertion in the table that I've put together for y'all in the understanding endurance training module, and then also in the endurance area of going over different intervals and what things you might need to look at, you know, besides just your heart rate. And using it as another data point is important because sometimes there's other different things that affect your heart rate, stress, eating, nutrition-wise, temperature outside, whether you're overtraining, that can affect that. That will make you not things not add up correctly and your rate of perceived exertion can give you that other data point that helps you understand which what's your body going through also if you have any like heart rate medications that you can't monitor your heart rate as well if you have a beta blocker if you're on a calcium channel blocker if you have just other things that affect your heart rate some SVT stuff. You know, your rate of perceived exertion is a great method of looking at how hard you're working. You know, it looks at all these things. It was initially based on heart rate and perceived exertion on like, a, as I said, a 6 to 20 scale. I think, it's, I think I said 13 earlier. I misspoke that. And it's been moved down into a more understand or an more understood one to 10 scale. It's a little bit easier to to grasp versus starting at six. Kind of didn't mean as much, but that was supposed to be 60 beats per minute for that. 12 was supposed to be 120 beats per minute and 20 was supposed to be 200 beats per minute. Now we just do one to 10 scale. That goes into how hard you're working and understanding that aspect of it. Because it's a little bit easier to, to grasp within it. But use this rate of perceived exertion as you're looking at your zone training, as you're looking at training in general, 
to make sure you're not overtraining, you're not going to cause injuries, and that you're supporting your body the best way you can. It's a good way of understanding of, am I pushing myself too much? Am I, am I doing things that are not healthy for it? So take a look at that. Check out rate of perceived exertion or RPE and uh, start using it. Super handy tool. Hope this gives you another way of looking at your body and how you can manage it best. Cheers, y'all. Well, that wraps up another episode of the Ride Life Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, please subscribe below. And also, if you want to empower your body, if you want to feel stronger on your bike and you need more direction of what to do or how to do it, if you need to understand how to actually use your core better, check out the monthly membership, the Ride Life Team, in the episode notes below. You won't be disappointed. Take care and happy riding.